0: Everything is amazing these days, and nobody is happy. We have been given more technology, more things to experience. I I heard a comic talking about this on a Conan O'Brien show a while back, and he was talking about how this generation has been given more to be happy about, more to make their lives more pleasurable, and yet nobody is happy any of the time. Have you ever seen a young person with a phone a $500 computer mind you that they have and they put something in it and it doesn't and it doesn't work for a second and they go ah, it's not working and you and you want to look at them and you say, give it a second, it's going to space and back. Just give it a second, it, it, it'll, it'll get there. That that thing that you have in your hand that fits in your jean pocket, that $500 supercomputer is probably more powerful than the first computer that that actually sent a rocket ship into space. Just give it a second. It, they go, it totally sucks. It doesn't suck, it, just, it might take a second to get to space, to Japan, and then back to your phone like easy on there easy on the criticism there for a moment and i mean we use these things we have so much that we can access on here a lot of us were watching our our tv and our, our entertainment these days on our devices we've given up using the using the tv and i mean it's pretty unbelievable because we we watch tv on demand or on apple tv or or on your device is that the way like some of you are some of you are watching tv that the way that, yeah you're, you're watching this way and I listen to people sometimes, and they're complaining because, you know, you can't fast-forward through the 15 seconds of advertising that they put at the beginning and in the middle of that. You're frustrated with that. You're like, ah, the fast-forward option doesn't work. Ah! You're, you're mad because this it's targeted advertising to what you normally would watch and normally buy, but you're upset that you don't have 15 seconds to waste, so you get back on your worst day ever. <laughs> and you're, you're, you're tweeting about it because you're upset. Like 15 years ago, if you wanted to watch a show, some of you had to give up work or like your kids would be at a t-ball game and you have to say, the Seinfeld finale's on, you find your own way home, here's a bike or three bucks for the bus. Like we had to rearrange our lives if we wanted to watch something, but we're not happy about the 15 seconds, like, like the f- you don't have 15 seconds to waste watching your show. <laughs> or what about at the airport? Have you ever heard people complain about the, just the struggle that they go through when they go to the when they go to the airport they say they treated us like animals we lined up in this queue for who knows how long then we had to go through a metal detector then when we finally got on the airplane we sat on the runway for like 25 minutes and you want to look at them and say yeah and then what happened did you fly in a chair in the sky just like I, what you should normally sitting on, you're up there. Everybody always in plane should always just be shouting, "Holy cow! I'm in the sky! I'm in a chair!" But it's. You've just participated in the miracle of flying. You've just done a trip that went from Toronto to Vancouver in four hours. You know, like, not too long ago, that trip might have taken 30 years to complete. There would have been a group of people that set out from Toronto and were going across the country, and some people would have had babies, other people wouldn't have made it. You would have been a whole group of different people when you landed than when you first started. And we don't like the line that we had to wait in. At the airport, everything is amazing, and nobody is happy. (laughs) And all of these things that are designed to help us with our lives, sometimes we catch ourselves just expressing our complaints about some of the things that really should be benefiting us. Now, we're in our authentic series, and we're going to the book of Romans in the Bible in chapter 12, and we're looking at how we experience true joy or we're looking at how we experience love and this morning we're looking at authentic joy and how we give it and how we experience it and in our world we've been accepting knockoffs of what the truth is and this kind of cheap imitations and this morning we want to see what does the book of romans and the bible have to teach us about authentic joy now have you ever met somebody that is just joyful and happy all the time do you know those people you, you know those people like they celebrate when they finish laundry because every one of the socks came out with a partner, and they're like, "Look, none left over this time." Or, or when they're they're making eggs in the morning and they're flipping, they had to do like six sunny side over eggs, but but only one of them broke. And they're like, "Oh, I'll get it all next time," and they're all they're very happy about some of these minor accomplishments. And while maybe those things are good they're not something to celebrate in the way that they do and we need we need realists around us to ground us every once in a while i tend to be a cup is half full kind of person maybe you know that about me but we need realists around us all the time because if not us super optimistic people would just be trying to convince every one of you that everything will always work out all the time and it would be super amazing and we need a balance because life wasn't designed to be easy even jesus admitted that we'll have hardship we'll have trouble in our life your life wasn't designed necessarily to be easy but listen we were not designed to always complain about it not being easy either so where do we find the balance between the difficulties that we experience and the stuff that we put out of our lives and out of our mouths and this morning we're going to spend a few moments so we're going to look at the scriptures look at the bible and see what it has to say about true authentic unmitigated joy so if you want to follow along in the bible this morning and you don't have one you can slip up your hand and our ushers will give you a copy of the bible to borrow this morning and then on your way out you can just leave it on your chair and if you want to follow along online you can go to the YouVersion app on your devices And just search Portico or Mississauga, and you can follow along with the notes there. You also have a handout in your bulletins that you can fill in the blanks. So whether you're in bed watching online, or whether you're over in the chapel, or in the gym, or here in the live venue, we are going to look this morning at what it means to have authentic joy. And the first thought is this, is that joy is not the absence of sorrow. Now some of you who have lived longer than others, you'll be able to testify to the fact that it's not worth waiting around for a time when life will consistently just make you happy. Life has this sneaky little way of coming up alongside you, and when just when you thought you were going to be happy, it pulls the rug out from underneath you. It's like that child on the side screens there. She was just in her glory with a little ice cream cone, and then... She is probably licking it, and you've done this, right? You've licked a little too hard, or it was off to the side, and poop, there goes that ice cream cone. And the whole world is just coming to a crash because it's no longer creating the kind of joy when it's on the ground. Ground ice cream is less than uh, cone ice cream, and you can try that out for yourself this afternoon if you don't believe me, or you can just take my word for it. But there are people, you came to church, and Pastor Dwayne was up here, and he was just encouraging us out of, out, of, out, of the, out of the word, out of the Psalms, and in, in the worship, just that sometimes we need to choose to be joyful. And I'm up here this morning laughing and, and smiling, but you're reflecting back at me. I can see on your face that life has gotten you down, because you're facing real issues, and life hasn't given you a reason to smile, you might be like that poor little girl. Life has given you a reason to be quite upset, actually. For any of you who are in, are in high school or in middle school and you're with us here this morning, or any of you who are working in a school, I know that the last month has been horrible for you. And tomorrow when you go to school, it's not going to be a great atmosphere either. You're facing pressure and you're facing anger and you're facing uncertainty and you're facing all these feelings. There's a reason why you're not joyful when you came to church this morning because life has given you stuff to be worried about some of you this morning you've walked in here and whether it's yourself or a loved one you're like you know what thanks for encouraging me but i'm all not really not all that happy this morning because i've got this family member that they don't know how long they're going to live or they don't even know what the diagnosis is or or they're going to live but they're just going to be in constant pain all the time why would i be joyful this morning or maybe it's a financial challenge and when we when we pass the offering plates in a few moments that's going to be a stress moment for you because you're thinking they're asking for money and i don't even have enough money to pay my own bills i want to give maybe in the offering i want to do what what the bible talks about to be obedient to be faithful in giving of my of, of my resources but i can't meet my rent this month so i'm really kind of stressed about that actually so no i'm not happy to be in church this morning life hasn't cooperated with you and found a way to make you happy do you know that even when life does cooperate with you it doesn't always guarantee that you'll have joy Solomon, he's one of the Bible writers, he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, and it's found in the Bible right after the book of Proverbs, just towards the middle there. He also co-authored the book of Proverbs. But Solomon was a king of Israel, and he had power. The the nation was never more powerful. In fact, we think it was the, the most powerful nation in the world at the time that he was king. He had money he had resources, he had, he had women, he had many, he actually had many marriages. We're not sure if that was a good thing or not for him. But the opening line of his book of Ecclesiastes in chapter 1 verse 2, and you have it in your notes in front of you, it says, meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher, that's him, utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. Now I'm not a publicist, But if there's a person looking to sell books, that may not be the most uplifting way to start writing your book. (laughs) I'm not sure people are going to get through the first sentence after they read that. And if you know the story of Solomon in the Bible, this was a man that encountered God and was offered anything that he wanted, and he asked for wisdom. He said, Lord, just make me wise. And throughout his life, Because of his wisdom, he achieved all kinds of different successes, both personally as well with the kingdom, because of the wise decisions that he was making. And here's what he writes in Ecclesiastes. He's got all these things working for him. Life should be giving him joy, but he says, yeah, but sometimes it does, but it feels kind of meaningless, and sometimes it really doesn't give me any joy. You know, happiness is circumstantial, but joy is a choice. Happiness is like the temperature that goes up day by day and down day by day. Different days will give us different levels of happiness and fulfillment, just like the temperature. Yesterday, you were sweating just sitting there because it was 35 degrees. This morning you woke up, and it's 8 or 9 degrees. It can fluctuate. We know that about the weather, but, but joy is like the climate. That's consistent. We know that even though it's a little cooler today, we know that we're moving into summer and the climate's going to warm up. It's going to be the constant thing in our lives. Happiness is circumstantial, but joy is a choice. For those of you who are Toronto May Belief fans, yeah, you can laugh at them, it's okay. (laughs) We all do, we all do. You haven't had much joy for 50 years in your hockey life, have you? There's been no reason to have joy because there's been no reason to have hope. It's even been 20 years since you've had hope of making it to the conference final. But there's happiness in your world these days because we, we just hired coach Mike Bad- Babcock who coached Team Canada and they won the gold medal and he coached the Red Wings and, and they, won, they won the Stanley Cup. So we're a little bit appeased right now because things seem a little bit better. But we don't have joy. <laughs> we don't, we're not expecting that things are going to turn around in the next little bit. A circumstance has brought us a little bit of pleasure, but it's not... Making us really excited about the hockey season next year or the year after that or the year after that. It's, it's circumstance. You know, a man who wrote most of the New Testament, his name was Paul. And Paul was in jail for a large portion of time for his belief in Jesus and his work against the Jews at the time. And it, he wrote letters to encourage the churches, which became a lot of our New Testament. And do you know that 16 times in his letters, he talks about ways to have joy while sitting in jail writing. He's chained up in jail saying, let me tell you about how to have joy. Joy. Look about in Philippians four twelve and thirteen. You'll see it on the side screens. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through Him who gives me strength. Paul knew that regardless of the situation that he faced, God was bigger. Nothing that he faced was a surprise to God. Nor was it more than God could handle even this whole thing about being in jail wasn't a reason for paul to lose his joy james another one of the new testament authors he was the brother of jesus and he saw jesus at his most high and he saw jesus at his lowest low look what he had to say about tough times and joy james 1 and 2 says consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters when you face trials of many kinds james said you know what there's even times when you go through difficult things that that's the very reason to have joy the trial may be the reason that you're going to have joy the process that led up to jesus being crucified he was killed you know what we call that process those days we call it the passion of the christ that journey towards death jesus greatest moment of suffering was the reason for his greatest joy think that through And as you sit here and you listen this morning, I recognize that some of you have this weight around your neck. And you're not happy this morning. And you know, Jesus never said that it's not okay to be sad, to grieve. In fact, grieving is an important part of being a a wholly developed, healthy individual. But that thing that weighs you down, it robs your sleep at night, and it dominates your thoughts as you go through your days. It takes your joy from you and you need to know this that that happiness is circumstantial and we get that and we grieve with those who are grieving and we mourn with those who mourn but here's what else you need to know it doesn't need to rob you of the joy that's available to you. The deep down joy that lets you know that you are secure and regardless of the situation that you're facing in your life today, God is bigger, God is not surprised by it, and God is able to handle it with you. In this very service, you can walk in here and figuratively, you can lay down that weight that you're carrying and then physically, you'll experience a total freedom and a total gift of joy. Something you do spiritually, emotionally, figuratively can physically change the way you experience life day to day. And it's not just a line out of the Bible. It's not just a thing we say. It's truth. And it's truth that we've experienced moment by moment. People all over the world today are waking up and they'll routinely lay down the thing that they carry and say, Lord, I don't want to carry it anymore. You got to take this because I can't carry it anymore. I'm not going to let life dictate whether or not I have joy because happiness is circumstantial. But joy is something so much more. It's a choice that we have. We can celebrate that this morning. Yes, we can. And even though life isn't perfect, you can experience being joyful and free. And if that's not what your experience is right now, we need to dig a little bit deeper and see in our second thought is that joy is experienced in Christ-centered living. You have access to this kind of freedom and joy. And it's only possible when you give up control. And when you submit your life and your will and your emotions and all of your being to God. If you strive for happiness on your own, listen to this, then it becomes circumstantially dependent. If you're looking for what you do and what you experience to give you happiness and joy, then it's completely based on what you experience in this world, human joy is based on a natural world. When we use our strength to overcome challenges, we're limited as to how much we can handle. I can just do a quick scan across the room, and I'm not going to ask you to flex this morning, but I see that some of you are stronger than others. Like Gary, you're pretty... Gary's got some muscles there, I, and I know. And uh, Caleb, you've been, you work out a little bit, right? So we, we, got, we, got, we got a few people who maybe you can handle a little bit more that comes your way, but it's limited... There's a limited amount of strength that you have and we're not obviously just talking about physical strength we're talking about emotional strength we're talking about the ability to carry through day by day and it's limited when we focus it on natural human world and human resources and if you woke up this morning and you had this feeling i don't have enough to make it through what i have to face today if that's the feeling that you had when you make up here's what i want to challenge you with you might be focusing on the wrong source of strength because i know a god that is able to carry the, through you through i know a god that is able to overcome and give you the strength and the ability to carry through today look what the prophet nehemiah said he said the joy of the lord is your strength and a life has life has unmeasured unlimited supply of joy that is available to you if you just accept that it's his joy and his strength that will carry you through not your own don't look from within to make it through that's not where resiliency comes from it comes from recognizing that the joy of the lord is our strength and he is able even when we're not able one of our one of the great writers of, of our times one of the great theologians his name is rabbi zacharias he was in an interview and he said, are you happy doing what you do? And in, in, in true kind of um, religious guru form, he said, you're asking the wrong question instead of answering the question. He said, are you happy doing what you do? You're asking the wrong question. He said, happiness isn't derived from finding the right thing to do. True joy comes from knowing that one is doing what one has been created to do true joy is found in knowing that every day i'm waking up doing and being the person that god created me to be and some days you may feel that there's a task that's ahead of you that's tiresome that's difficult that's beyond your skills Or maybe it's the other side maybe you've been given a role that you feel you know i could be doing more it's beneath what i could be doing you need to know that as long as you're obedient and 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 doing what christ has called you to do you'll find happiness and fulfillment in there ravi went on to say and he said there's no greater discovery than seeing god as the author of your destiny that's beautiful Just to know I don't have to worry about the things that I face or even the choices that I'm going to make when I just say, God, you're in charge and I'm just going to be obedient and do what you've called me to do. If you don't want to base your your life on what Ravi says, let's go to the Bible. Here's what Jesus said in John 15, 10, and 11. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my father's commands and I remain in his love. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. We've got our youth in the room this morning. On our last Sunday, we canceled the junior high meeting and they come into this room. Now listen to me, junior highs or even high school or young adults in secondary school. Listen to me. Right now you're stressing over which courses you're going to take. We were at dinner with friends last night and we were saying, it's unbelievable now that the stress that, that grade eights carry because they think if they get into the wrong stream of, of, of high school, then they're not going to be able to take the courses that they want. And they carry the stress thinking, I need to make the right choice now or I'm, it's totally going to ruin my future. And then high school students are feeling that same kind of pressure. I got to get into the right school at 18 or my future is going to be ruined. And then even young adults, when they go through university they're feeling like this isn't leading to a life that's going to be fulfilling and the reason is you're looking for a job to fulfill you and make you happy first off you need to know there aren't all that many jobs out there that actually make you happy there aren't there aren't i know what makes you happy and there's not a lot of jobs out there that will pay you to take selfies or to go out with a gopro and just videotape all the things you do hobbies are for happiness <laughs> a job is for work You know why they call it work? Because it's sometimes work and the reason why we have jobs is because we need to meet our paycheck we need we need a paycheck to meet our bills and we need to to do all these things and if we're looking to to find fulfillment in a job that somebody else gave us and somebody else dictates for us we're going to be disappointed young people let go of that stress and saying if i make a wrong choice in grade 8 or grade 12 or university i'm not going to be happy start to understand that only the only fulfilling, joyful experience you will ever have is to lay down that choice and lay down that life and say, Lord, help me to be obedient today. Help me to be submissive today and make the choice that you're calling me to do today. You worry about the future because you know the future, you hold the future, and I'll worry about being obedient today. A Christ-centered life doesn't mean that he's going to give you the answer and say and say i'll tell you how it's all going to work out in the end that's not a christ-centered life a christ-centered life is whatever i have to do today to honor him is how is what i'm going to do and all i'm going to need and he says that his word is a lamp to our our, our, our footsteps not our end to our footsteps so we say lord what what would it look like to be obedient today well i got to open up the bible and find out what's in the bible so i can be obedient and then i take a few steps and he said, grade 8, don't worry about what you're going to do when you're 25. And he said, 25-year-old, don't worry about what you're going to do when you're going to retire. Don't be, don't be crazy and, don't, and have no plan at all, but don't stress over it. Because when you stress over it, it robs your joy. That's the weight that's around your neck. He said, just learn to rely on me. That's the gift of the Holy Spirit. Prayer isn't talking at God and saying, well, that was good. Prayer is, is offering at something inside of us to God and then saying, Holy Spirit, teach me what it means to, to hear your voice. Teach me what it means to know what's right and be obedient and continue on day by day in step with God the spirit and more than likely if you're praying about your future you're not going to hear the words ryerson university that's that's not the way god typically he might he might but typically god doesn't work that way he says be wise he says be submissive don't be self-serving and just be obedient and if and with whatever choice you make honor me and don't worry because i take care of the birds i know the number of hairs on your head So don't stress over the choice. If you're worried about a relationship and you're praying, you're like, Lord, I just want to walk, I want to go out to my driveway and with the name of the person I'm supposed to be married be etched in my driveway and I'm going to walk out there and I see the words Jill and then I will know that I'm looking for Jill and it doesn't work that way. It means submitting yourself day by day to what God has asked you to do. That's where joy is found that's where joy is rooted christ-centered let him dictate the choices you don't believe me proverbs 8 and 32 all who follow my ways are joyful and there is so much of the christian life that feels backward until you live it out it feels like there's no way that works until you live it out you'll never experience it there is a freedom in submission and not having to worry about it there is joy in giving up control and let me show you why we're going to our third point. Joy is present because of my future hope. You see what we did there? Present, future, present, future. Yeah, you, yeah, you see that right there. We did that. We did it. Never mind. It went right over some of your heads. You can you can have joy today in the present because of what you will experience in the future. Because you have something coming down the road that is better than you could ever imagine, that is better than anything we've ever experienced here on earth. And I don't have to worry about the trial that I face necessarily here today because my future is secure in him and i don't stand here this morning jumpy and smiley because i've had too much caffeine and because everything's going well in my life i stand here today confident in where my future is and who owns my future and knowing that as long as i'm obedient then i'll end up with him forever and ever i've had a regular amount of caffeine this morning (laughs) and i have health concerns in my family And I have relationship struggles in my friends and family world. And there's fear and there's doubt. I face the same thing. But every day I wake up and I say, Lord, I choose joy. I don't choose to let life tell me whether or not to be happy. I choose joy because I've chosen to focus on where joy begins. It doesn't begin with me and it doesn't begin here. It begins and ends with him who holds our future. And that that we can be excited this morning that everything in this world has a time limit. Our time on this world has a limit. Our, our, Our strength has a limit. Our ability to have resolve has a limit. But I have confidence that at some point, both you and I will enter a world that has no limit. And it's up to us to choose where we spend that time. We spend that time with God in perfection, or we spend that time without God in something less than perfection. Here's what Romans 12 and 12 says, Be joyful in hope. And what is that hope that we're joyful about? It's Revelation 21, 4. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning, or crying, or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. He's talking about heaven. The moment that we say, we don't have to worry about that anymore. Jesus promised... That he was going to prepare a place for us in heaven. And that when he came back, he'd take everyone who believed and trusted him to spend eternity with him. And there would be no pain, there would be no hard times, no lost jobs, no death, no sick pets, no stub toes, no pink eyes, no annoying neighbors, no anything that we face on this earth that brings us down and robs our joy. None of it. And my reason for joy is because I know what lies ahead. And Christianity is not about living a good life or not just about living a good life, treating people well and doing things for others, although it is that. It's more than that. It's about security for your soul. And if you don't know Jesus the way I'm talking about knowing Jesus, then you need to know Jesus. (laughs) He left perfection and he chose to go through hard times here on earth. Listen, he was in a place that was perfect And he said i'm coming down to earth and he was abandoned by his best friends he was broke he was abused to the point where he was actually killed and you know why he did it you know why he suffered hard time for a future he said we god says that nobody with sin can get to heaven and the only way to bridge that gap is is through death for thousands of years there was a system of animal sacrifice and there was death and blood And that kind of made things okay between people and God. And Jesus said, you know what, I'm not okay with that. I'm even though it will cost me a little bit of pain and suffering Even though it'll cost me a little bit of hurt I'm gonna choose to live with the end in mind I'm gonna choose to focus on what may lie ahead and though I face something challenging right now I'm gonna come and do it for all of us so that we can have perfection in heaven And we're gonna pray in a moment and if you don't know that kind of perfection I'm gonna invite you to pray with me because if you don't know that that joy and that confidence You can have that and experience it here this morning And for those of you who do know Jesus like I know Jesus, but your face isn't telling me that you know Jesus that way, I want to remind you about something this morning. We walk around daily and we share our pain and we show our pain. And listen, it's real pain and it's real struggle. And I'm not making light or minimizing any issue that you're facing today, it's real hurt. But your joy doesn't come from what you experience here. That's a circumstance. That's something that may last for a time. But it's time to remember where our joy comes from and the focus on the one who gives our joy and holds our joy. Your, come, your joy comes from following Jesus and in your future reward. Church of God, we need to stop sharing our pain and start sharing the true, authentic joy that is resident inside of us. And it's okay to grieve and it's okay to hurt, but though the darkness lasts for the night, there is joy that comes in the morning. We're going to sing this song, and whether you're in bed at home watching this on the internet, whether you're in the chapel or the gym or the, or the live venue, I want you to get up to your feet. Yeah, even at home, get up to your feet, and we're going to sing this song. And this can be a prayer this morning that says, I'm choosing joy. I'm choosing something different this morning. And we'll come back at the end. So I want to read a scripture verse over us and to us this morning. Because we come to your church and we come to the word to be encouraged, don't we? Is that why you open the word? Is that why you come to church? I pray that you come to be encouraged out of the word. Well, here's what it says. Romans 5, verses three to five. This is Paul again. He says, we glory in our sufferings. And if you're suffering, if, you, if you're having, if this is for you this morning, because you've been in a place where you needed this, you needed this reminder. We glory in our sufferings because we know Here's what suffering's doing right now. It's producing perseverance in your life. And through that perseverance, it's producing character. Character to respond in the way that you will need to because you will face up and down circumstantial change in your life. You'll need that character. And when you have that character, it produces hope. And we have a hope that does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us that's the encouragement to us this morning and if you came in this morning and you've never known jesus we've got a, a booth set up out there and it just says i said yes and one of our staff or one of our volunteers we would love to talk through with you the feeling and, and 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 the choice that you're considering making this morning and if you came alone grab somebody from the row with you and say i need somebody to come with me and have this discussion with me or there will be a staff member there or if you came with the friend Tell your friend and go with them and and we would love to talk through the feeling that's going on inside the choice you're considering making this morning. Or if you already knew Jesus when you came in and this was just a reminder for you, remember that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Choose joy this morning when you go and let him be the one that carries you through. Can I pray for you? Lord, I thank you for each person who is in on this service this morning. God, you have called them and i pray against the lie right now the lie that says because i'm dealing with something hard you've forgotten me because of this thing that i'm going through you don't love me we pray against that lie in the name of jesus and say holy spirit come right now and just let them know that you love them so much that you sent your son for them and that you know that this may be a hard a hard face but you have a perfect place prepared for them individually. You know them uniquely and love them uniquely and say this is a season, this is a circumstance, but the climate of your life can be joy. God, I pray that you do the work that only you can do. This isn't about us, this is about you. So thank you, Lord, for the encouragement of your word this morning. And we ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.